G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. On the show today, we are discussing the Dynasty Rookie Rankings Part 2 after we've had a bit of Summer League action to get our uh, teeth into it. We're going to go through them today. Let's go! open. Chicago with the lead! Talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. Back out to Allen. History G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at NBA. And I'm joined, as always, with our good mate, Callum Mack. How you doing, man? Pretty good. I am uh, playing NBA Scout here, uh, which I've done very well previously. Got a great eye for it. So let's uh, let's go on to the Dynasty Brooking. Rookie rankings 2.0. Rookie rankings coming at you 2.0 after the summer league. So this is the last summer league game just finished today. So we this is hot off the press. Um, so uh, anyone who's about to go into a dynasty rookie draft, or if you're doing a dynasty startup draft, we've got your rookies here. So uh, let's get straight on to it. We uh, we're still going into tiers here. Um, so not a whole lot changing at the top. At tier one, rank number one, we've got Cade Cunningham. Um, not a whole lot to say. If you want to see a bit more of an in-detail um, sort of discussion on Cade, probably check out our first uh, rookie rankings. But he's looked good. Shooting has looked amazing in Detroit. He's been sharing a little bit of the ball handling duties with um, Killian Hayes. So maybe a little bit of concern in terms of like the assists might be not there in year one, like we had hoped. But not a whole lot for me to be concerned about really with, with Cade Cunningham. He, he's looked... Um, just as good as I sort of thought, and we don't want to overreact too much to to summer league. Uh, do we here, Cal, with someone who we're very confident in? And any any challenge with Kay Cunningham in a tier on his own at rank one? Look, you could throw some other people in this tier, but I feel like still, regardless, he um he's he's number one. Uh, you got to take him. He's going to be so good for so many years. He's um, definitely one of those guys who could do the old twenty seven and seven, similar like a Jimmy Butler in terms of fantasy stats. Is what I can see for him. Um, just with threes, which is huge. Yeah, so. massive. Yeah, well, Jimmy Butler was a, a top six player last year, and he didn't even hit a three a game. So you, you he hit a, half half a three pointer game. Let's not cut him short. Oh, oh yeah, not one. Yes, <laughs> less than one. <laughs> um, so I think uh, yeah, Kate Cunningham. He's just got a very fantasy friendly game, and um, they're going to give him all the chances in the world in Detroit. Obviously, he's. Uh, potentially their franchise player. So not much really to discuss there and probably not too much to discuss here either in Evan Mobley in tier number two. Again, I've got him on his own rank. Didn't blow the world away in Summer League, um, but I was really impressed with his ball handling and his passing ability. Had a bit of an outside shot, which looks really smooth. I think there's shooting potential there. Uh, I'm actually getting high on Evan Mobley every time I watch him play because he looks like a true unicorn and we love unicorns in fantasy basketball because they put up all these weird and wonderful stats and they're hard to find uh, elsewhere so uh, would you agree and still have Evan Mobley in a tier on his own for yourself Cal? 
Um, yeah, I, I, once again, I'm I'm happy with this. Um, for this next season, he may not be that valuable, but uh, for the years to come, he will be. And that's why you're putting that's why you're putting in stock. It's on the defensive stats as well. He's going to put up points, rebounds, but I think the defensive stats for this guy could be special. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I I don't think he's going to be the second highest ranked rookie after year one in terms of if you were picking these guys in a redraft league, there might be one player that one or two players that I take ahead of him. Um, but in the long term, I think he's going to be a solid contributor. Like your Anthony Davises, your Joel Embiid's, all those sort of unique big mans that get you blocks and good free throw percentage and shoot and get assists and score and get rebounds, all that sort of good stuff. So uh, let's move on to Tier 3. This is where I've got the first change here. We've got um, three players still, same three players that I had before. Um, at 3, I've got Jalen Green. Um, at 4, I've got Suggs moving up. Uh, Jalen Suggs moving up to rank four, and I've got Alperun Sengun just sliding down one spot. It's not that I'm not as impressed with Sengun. I was just quite impressed with Suggs uh, and the way he performed in the Summer League. Um, again, I'm really confident in all of these players. They're all going to be high-level contributors. Probably uh, lower floors outside of Suggs um, with Sengun and Green compared to the other two players. However, the ceiling is still enormous with all these players. These are all all-star level uh, contributors. All have sort of top, maybe not as high ceiling with Suggs, but the other two have sort of top 20 upside um, in terms of their stat profile. Do you agree with my flipping of Sengun and Suggs here, Cal? I know you're a big Sengun guy. Um, I think Suggs is the safer bet. But yeah. if look, if I was on draft day and I had a draft pick, I'd probably just take Shengun. I love this guy. I think fantasy-wise, he could be a monster. Yeah. He was a monster in Turkey. He won the MVP at 18. And he he reminds me a bit of um, Pau Gasol. I've said it before. He reminds me a bit of, um, I guess you could say, Draymond Green, sometimes on the defensive end. He put up three blocks, three steals um, in, yeah. in some of the summer league games. So Massive. I'm very impressed. He's, he fills the stat sheet. Yeah, and and he, um, he did that in like 25 minutes a night, um, which... Look, in his first season, I, I, a bit like Evan Mobley, I think he's a bit behind the Jalens in terms of like that first season. But I think as soon as he really locks down that role and is the starting power forward or center, whichever it is, it doesn't really matter. Um, he, he's going to be an absolute beast. He's looked good. Um, like some of the moves he's putting out there in summer league behind the backs and, and the shot looks pretty good. Um, he looks switched on. He's like team defense reading was really, really impressive. Uh, I think one of the games I watched, Doris Burke was just, she was going off. She was falling in love like you were, Cal. She, she really liked what she saw. But um, yeah, I, I just, there's a little bit of confidence in me that that just makes me feel a little bit safer with Suggs because he, he looks everything like uh, a sort of all-star, borderline all-star kind of player. Um, maybe less of a ceiling in terms of a multi category uh, contributor but just a little bit of a higher floor so if you're if you want to swing for the fences like Cal Sangoon would be would be fine around this pick what, what about Jalen Green we haven't talked much about him um, are you happy with him over these other two I'm so glad you brought him up because um, I want to get on the record and say that yes look he's the third pick I think but I'm gonna put him in tier two I think this guy will really? average 25 points a game in this league give me a guarantee oh I guarantee it yeah <laughs> there's a guarantee for us 25 points when when do you think he can accomplish that by um it, look, it could be as early as um can i say next year I, I mean, who else is scoring this houston team that's who else true is scoring that, for them? that's true i mean maybe, maybe kevin porter jr if he turns out but you know he's he's there to get buckets and that's what he's going to do and i think he will i, I don't 
disagree with you. Um, I'm just a little worried with what else he brings to the table. Can he get steals? Can he? I, I think his fantasy portfolio is definitely a Bradley Beal kind of guy, and and Bradley Beal can be a first round, the late first round pick, and that's a pretty damn pickup you're, that you're getting um, on the third thing. I think. Look, Evan Mobley, yes, the stealing, the blocks, the defensive side of things could be a better, um, you know, overall prospect for fantasy. But I think Jalen Green's a pretty safe bet. He's going to be given the ball in Houston for a while, and he will score and. He could definitely be a Bradley Beal um, in a few years. I, I do like the Bradley Beal comparison. Um, even if you, it, it's hard to remember though. But um, a, a few years ago, when Bradley Beal was still sort of getting his his um, himself going, he was scoring twenty points a game. But he was ranked, you know, in the seventies, in the eighties, like like a Colin Sexton sort of type until he started to bring those assists and he started to hit the threes in a super high volume and get to the free throw line, get those high volume attempts uh, with a good percentage. So um, I think Green could follow that similar pathway where he might spend a couple of years ranked back further than what it might really appear. Um, but as soon as he brings all those other sort of things, which I think will come, he, he could be sort of a top 20. Um, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say first round kind of guy. I think he's his top 20 is his ceiling is what I'm going to say. Um, Probably, I think of all these players, Sengun has the highest upside. Um, probably the least chance to get there, but the highest upside of all these players. <laughs> I, I, I somewhat agree with you. I do. Sengun has got such a high ceiling. <laughs> yeah, he's a fun player. He's a fun player, and I, I think I think a lot of people will be able to get Sengun outside of this. He might fall in a lot of drafts. He was pick sixteen in the real draft, um, so uh, be switched on if you've got a rookie dynasty draft and you're picking a pick. Seven, eight, nine, sometimes even ten. Sengun might still be on your board, and if he gets there, I would be snatching him up immediately. He wouldn't go past pick five for me um, with with any of these other players. All right, let's move on to tier four. No real changes here for me. Um, in fact, zero changes at all. It's the same three players. I've got Scotty Barnes at six, Josh Giddy at seven, Moses Moody at eight. Um, shame we didn't get to see much of Josh Giddy. He made one dunk and then rolled his ankle and was out for the rest of summer league, but I'm not concerned. Obviously he's going to get you assists. He's going to get your rebounds. Um, Scotty Barnes was close to joining the tier three guys. I liked what I saw from him. Um, jump shot looks better than what I thought. It looks smoother than what I've seen in the film um, at college. He's obviously got an interesting profile in terms of rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this tier here, Cal? I, I do believe that, yeah, actually you kind of touched on Scotty Barnes is definitely at the top of this tier. Yeah. Definitely at the top of this tier. But it's hard to put him in the tier three. And um, so I guess he's as a standout in, in this tier here. Uh, I nearly... think he's got huge, like, steel block upside. Um, and he looks good shooting the three now as well. So if you can just average one three-pointer a game, that doesn't hurt you hugely. And with everything else he's bringing, I understand his points will probably never be super high, but the fact he rebounds yeah. and gives you assists and the defensive stuff, I think it's pretty promising. Yeah, I, I, look, I was close to having Scotty Barnes on a tier of his own, really, because I, I do think he separates himself from these other two guys, but it probably wasn't it wasn't what is enough for me to, to create that tier of his own. So I think he's a clear number six guy. Um, and then you've got these other two, Josh Giddy and Moses Moody, who I think uh, Moses Moody probably going to have to be patient on more so than these other guys being in a team like Golden State. His opportunities might come a bit later, but... You never know. They might trade him later down the line, depending on what they're doing or how competitive they are. But um, someone who I just think is a really good player uh, is going to get you steals, blocks, good free throw percentage in terms of high volumes as well, threes, points. 
Um, might not get you the assist that you want, but um, we'll be there with a lot of other things. All right, let's move on to Tier 5. I've got another three players here um, in Jonathan Kaminga, Franz Wagner, and Jalen Johnson. So um, I think in our last rankings, I had a few other players in this tier, but I've dropped a few away. And this is at the point of the draft where I think I'm most. this is where my confidence is still there. Anything further than this, the confidence starts to drop down. Um, I think in Franz Wagner, you've got someone who's going to contribute right away. And then you've got two super high upside, but you're going to have to be patient picks in Kaminga and Jalen Johnson. So if that's your thing, if, you, if you're happy to wait a bit longer, maybe after their rookie year, before they start contributing regularly, um, you, you could be handsomely rewarded because they're multi-category lines. We, we saw Jalen Johnson just dominate the summer league. Um, so I really like him, but it's just hard to find minutes on this Atlanta Hawks team. So what, what are your thoughts on this group of guys here, Cal? Um, uh, look, I actually would probably throw Kaminga in the tier above. I kind of prefer him over Moody from a fantasy point of view right now. I really like what I saw in, um, in Summer League. I think he's got definitely, definitely a lot of potential. And and also with the Golden State guys, which you can also put Moody in this basket, is, um, don't be surprised if you see a trade. And um, that yeah. could kind of... I feel like right now they're probably in the worst situation fantasy-wise. Yeah, I'd say um, so. For this next season anyway, like short-term prospect... Mm. Um, and it's very easy that they could get traded and it could be inflated a bit. So I think there's definitely some stock there. And so Kamiga definitely kind of yells at me. Um, but then again, France, look, Orlando, they're going to give minutes to all these young guys. So he will be given minutes, which is good. Um, what, I guess the long-term prospect for him may not be there for some of the other guys. Yeah, it's not as high upside, I don't think. Exactly, but it's still, it's still a state bet and you should contribute. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's he's not someone who's going to blow you away, but he does contribute in a lot of different areas. Like, he'll give you assists, he'll give you a three, a steal, a block. Um, like, just, just enough goodies everywhere that he's going to sort of... Um, you know, potentially have you know sort of top hundred values for for uh, multiple multiple seasons in Orlando. So um, I I understand what you're saying with Kaminga, and it's close for me. Obviously, they're ranked right after each other, eight and nine. Um, I just personally think that Moody is a better player, and for me, that just means that he is has a clearer path to minutes, even if it's on this Golden State Warriors team or if it's on another team. Um, regardless, but. You can't deny that Jonathan Kaminga probably does have a higher upside. I'm just probably less sold on it than most people, although he has won me over a little bit in Summer League, so he has actually moved up one spot in my rankings compared to last time. So he, he has looked good. I do have to admit that. So um, Well done, Kaminga. Let's, let's move on to Tier 6. We've got a lot of players in this tier, and like I said before, this is where my confidence starts to come down a bit. You could probably convince me to move a few of these guys in and out. Um... But let's run through them. We've got at number 12, Bones Highland from Denver. We've got at 13, Kai Jones and Charlotte. At 14, we've got Trey Mann. At 15, James Booknight. At 16, Isaiah Jackson from Indiana. At 17, Trey Murphy III. At 18, Usman Garuba. And at 19, Davion Mitchell, who has actually moved up a tier into Tier 6 from my last rankings. Um, I will also give a shout-out to Trey Murphy, who's the biggest mover in this entire list, um, who I had ranked right down the back towards pick 30. He's moved up to pick 17. Uh, Really impressed with his efficiency and also his ability to generate defensive stats, which he didn't show as much of in, in college. Small sample size, but I can definitely see it translating just because he's so long. He's gonna probably going to have opportunity in New Orleans, so um, he's the biggest mover out of this list compared to my last rankings. Uh, what stands out for you in this tier here, Cal? 
Uh, the one guy who um, I think in the short term I actually quite like Burns Highland for Denver. Yep. Um, I feel like he will get pretty good minutes in this season. You know, they have injuries. They're not very deep on the wings in um, in Denver itself. So yep. short-term prospect, he, he kind of yells at me. Um, in terms of long-term, look, I still do like Book Knight. I, I think if, if you want to invest in someone, he could be there. Even Davon Mitchell. Davon Mitchell could be good in steals. We, we know it. I know that you're a bit of a hater, but um, <laughs> steals and threes, I can see and Davion like contributing in fantasy and putting up like five assists. And and that, look, those stats can be kind of like a Marcus Smart portfolio. can put up 100 value. Um, might hurt you in field goal if he starts to f- start firing away from the three-point line. But I like his upside there. And um, th- look, those would be the three that kind of yell at me. Yeah, look, I do, I do want to touch on David Mitchell. Like, I've been on the record saying that I'm not the biggest fan. I still don't love the pick at pick nine, um, especially when you've got your De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton there as your, your building box. Um, look, he's impressed me. He, he has been good. The defense is obviously there. He's obviously a good defender. He's still six foot tall, though. Um, sure, you, you can shut down Peyton Pritchard at Summer League, and good on you for doing that, but it's Peyton Pritchard, you know? Like, it's not... This is not Steph Curry. This is not Damian Lillard here. And that's who you're going to have to guard if you're going to be getting... We'll see it happen. We'll see it happen next season. Get ready. We might. And and if we do, my hat's off to him. But there's no fantasy stat for playing good defense. Um, yes, he'll get steals. I just don't see the offensive upside that I think you do. Um, and again, there's uh, there's no... There's no fantasy stats for, for winning, which apparently he just seems to do everywhere because he's, uh, he's won in college. He's won in summer league. Uh, we'll see if he can translate that over to the Sacramento Kings, um, but we'll, we'll see. Lost. Yeah, never lost, Davian Mitchell. Um, but I, I do just want to touch on a couple of guys that I've dropped down my board. I was higher on Trey Mann going in. He, he didn't really impress me in summer league. I try not to overreact too much, but um, the shot creation was not, as impressive as I wanted it to be, and that's sort of his thing. Um, being on OKC, he has a lot of opportunity there. I worry a bit about Giddy and Shea maybe always being ahead of him, um, and he's maybe just that sixth man. It would require Giddy or Shea moving over to the three or something like that, but then you've also got Dort there. So just rethinking it, I've dropped him down a little bit, but I still like his offense offensive game a little bit more than Book Knight, but they're close to me. Um, and I want to touch on Isaiah Jackson from Indiana. This guy's got such a high upside. I just hate the situation. Just being stuck behind Sabonis and Turner. Um, you've even got uh, Gogo Badatze there. He's, he put up a game where he um, had seven blocks, Cal. Seven blocks in a summer league game, and that was, I think, in 23 minutes or something stupid. So he's got the upside there. Um, it's just hard to see him get, get a pathway to minutes. What are, what are your thoughts on uh, Isaiah Jackson? Yeah, look, I, I think the upside is there. And I, I think at some point in his career, he will get a bit of a starting role. He's yeah. definitely deserves that. So it's worth an investment. I just wouldn't expect anything in the next maybe two years or so. But look, there's always been a Miles Turner trade. Um, yeah. Rumors going swirling around every season. So if that does happen, you, look, you never know. Maybe it could be one of those blue chip stocks that turns into something from trades. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that of this group, he has the highest upside out of everyone from a fantasy point of view. Let's move on to Tier 7. Another bigger group here. We've got uh, Jaden Springer at 20, uh, Deuce McBride uh, from New York at 21, Josh Christopher at 22, Chris Duarte at 23, Zaire Williams at 24, Jared Baylor at 25, and Keon Johnson at 26. 
Um, so a lot of guards in this group. In fact, I don't think I've got a single big man in this group. So lots of guys in here, um, guards, headlined by my boy, Jaden Springer, who I have dropped down um, a tier, I believe, here uh, compared to my last rankings. Just had, had one really good game to finish off Summer League, but the other games, there was a bit of less to be desired. This could change if um, we hear a Ben Simmons trade in the next day at this time of recording. Ben Simmons is still in the Philadelphia 76ers, but hard to sort of project what comes back and what what doesn't. Um, so at this stage, this is where he sits. Anyone else um, stick out for you here, Cal? Look, I like Chris Duarte. Um, even though he's at Indiana, I still think he will get minutes. And he's a good guy. He's a hustler. He'll get steals. He'll get threes. I think he'll be a good 3 and D guy. Um, and for fantasy, I, I do see him contributing. And look, he'll, he'll plug straight into that lineup. Um, and he's going to be a good player for many years, I think. Yeah, but he he's old. He's old, Cal. <laughs> like, this guy so is... So Davion. Give me all the old guys. We'll, we'll win a championship. Like, well, this guy's two years older than Davion. And Davion is old. Like, this guy is... <laughs> Old, old. Um, but he, he looks good. He's ready. He's six six. He's got the NBA frame. He he's going to step in and and he's going to put up. I think top one hundred value. Like, do, do you want to know some players Spence. that Davion? Uh, sorry, that Chris Duarte is older than. Um, Jason Tatum as one. Yes, Jason Tatum. Uh, another Celtic, Jalen Brown. Uh, Chris Duarte is older <laughs> than. Um, so like when you Trae start, Young. <laughs> yeah, Trey Young, all, Zion all, Williamson, all these guys. Like, there's there's a lot of good players in the league. Devin Booker, I think, is around the same age, um, maybe just slightly older. Um, so there's all these guys and. This guy hasn't played a single NBA game. I, look, I like his fantasy translation. He put up some good numbers in the summer league, and I don't know. I just I don't love the upside, even on. I this. think it's maintainable. Like I think what he put up in the summer league is definitely an indicator of what he will put up in the league if he gets minutes. I mean, look at the Indiana Pacers team. Like I don't see him starting. Do you? Look, he's six six. He could start at the small forward. Like they they need someone to small forward. Could Karis Levert guard the small forward? He comes in at the two. Yeah. You would have to. I would I have see to. It. I wouldn't be shocked. I would have to. Like that would be in my mind. You'd have to see TJ Warren come down with an injury, which obviously is very possible. Didn't play much at all last year, so uh, I think I think he requires an injury. And if that does happen, he could take the job and run with it. Um, so I don't mind it, especially if you want someone who's hopefully going to impact um, straight away. Uh, then he could be your guy. But in terms of upside, which is more what I'm sort of looking at here with these rookie dynasty drafts, um, that's why he's sort of down here at pick 23. It's all, it's all fantasy. I, I can see him contributing in fantasy. Anyway, you you, you pick someone. I, I think I've, I've been um, doing my whole spiel into our team. <laughs> okay. I, I do want to draw my attention to Miles um, McBride, Deuce McBride from New York. I, I really love this guy. Um, my only concern is the fact that he's on the Knicks and he's playing for Tom Thibodeau. And Thibodeau just hates rookies. Um, we saw that last year with, um, I'm blanking on the name now, uh, Obi Toppin, sorry, for the Knicks and didn't play a lot. And there was a lot of hype with Obi Toppin coming in here. Obviously, he was a second round pick, so that doesn't necessarily help him. But I, I just think he is a terrific player. He can shoot the three, he can get steals, he can get assists, he can score well. He's a bigger guard. Um, so someone who I do like the potential of, maybe a bit more down the line in, in a couple of years Um Similar to sort of your your Jaden Springer type. Um, so shout out to those guys. Uh, let's go on to the final tier here in tier number eight. Um, just got five players in this tier. We've got Sharif Cooper at 27, Cameron Thomas at 28, JT Thor at 29, 
Um, a new entrance with this one compared to the old list with Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And the last player that I think is worthy of mentioning is Corey Kispert at 31, who sadly moved down one rank from 30 to 31 <laughs> on my list compared to last time. So what stands out to you here, Cal? Um, look, I've actually kind of... Sharif Cooper's actually been pretty good. Uh, it's been surprising because I've been a bit of a hater. And look, he's young. He is, he is mad quick. Um, I'll give him that. He hit a game winner. Me of, um, of Ty Lawson. So, the, look, there is potential there. He's obviously very late. If, um, if you want to throw a flyer at him, I'm not going to hate it. I also don't mind Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert playing for – he's at the Wizards, right? Yeah, he's at the Wizards. Um, like, look- I mean, those Wizards like to put up points. Um, look, I don't know. He can hit the three. Maybe there's a world in which I can see him start based off a Bertans injury, which is maybe inevitable. And he could put up something. Uh, look, I, I'm so down on Kiss, but I just think, uh, look, I've mentioned him here because uh, inevitably... Is that a bad summer league? Yeah, look, he just doesn't excite me. He's He's got no high upside. I don't necessarily think he even gets minutes on this team. I don't even know if he's on the rotation in a regular season this year uh, because you've got players like Kuzma, Bertans, you've got KCP, you've got Denny Avdia, you've got... Uh, someone else I'm missing. Did I say KCP? You got Rui. Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura. Look, you've got all these guys, Spencer Dimity, Bradley Beal. Like, all these guys are ahead of him. Um, and even when he starts to get minutes, he doesn't have a high upside. He's going to get you threes. He might get you some points and a solid He might get steals. Might get steals. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't see the steals. Hopeful. I don't see the steals in there. So that's why he's all the way down here uh, at, at number thirty-one. But I guarantee he's probably going to go higher than this on name value uh, in a lot of dynasty rookie rankings and drafts. Um, talk to me about Cameron Thomas. I also think he's probably someone who's going to go a lot higher than this in rookie drafts. Obviously, he is a bucket. He is, he is a, a baller. Bucket. He's a hooper. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. The, these kind of players get. Overhyped, in my opinion. Um, he had a few games where he scored a lot of points. I just don't see the other stats. Uh, and on a team like the Brooklyn Nets, you know, he's not going to be the main guy. And he's not going to be the main guy for another four, five years uh, whilst Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden are all on this team. So if he's not scoring, what's he doing, really? Um, I think it would require a trade for him to become fantasy relevant. And I just don't think he's that good of a player that he's going to earn the minutes on many teams in the league. Yeah, his stats have actually been hilarious um, in terms of, and that perfectly described by yourself because he's been put up about like 27 points and then like one um, one rebound and one assist is pretty one. much what he's been averaging. <laughs> one rebound <laughs> and one assist. like Yeah, like essentially, like maybe it was one point, whatever, but it was it was in that ballpark range. And I, I thought it was pretty funny just to, he's such a bucket, such a bucket, there's yeah. nothing else. And in fantasy, you need all the stats. You need everything. So. Yeah, and, and especially when you're not like the guaranteed go-to guy, which he's not on this team, um, then you know in his minutes that he's going to get, sure, he might put up 10 points a game in limited minutes, but what, what good's that going to do when you give us nothing else? So just wanted to highlight him because I, I guarantee that people are going to be saying that he should be higher than this. Um, but uh, agree to disagree with all you guys out there. Um, anyone else you wanted to mention or anyone you think that I haven't left off? Or, or what are your thoughts in general of this, these rookie rankings here, Cal? Obviously, these are my rankings. You've given your thoughts as well. Anything else that you disagree with entirely? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on uh, Zaya Williams being a bust. Um, you had him in tier seven. I think he's a bust. Look, I had so him in, don't go out of your way for him. Yeah, look, I, I had him in tier seven based on where he was drafted alone and the upside, but 
he has moved down my board since the last rankings because what I saw in Summer League I wasn't too impressed with. Uh, Memphis is pretty deep, so I, I, I'm probably going to agree with you there. Uh, I'd rather take a swing on someone else. Uh, better. Right. I, look, I fundamentally I agree with your list. I think um, I think it's very reasonable. Um, there's, look, there's a few things. If I was going to be picky, I'd switch a few people over. But um, I think fundamentally you've done a great job. All right. Oh, thanks, Cal. It always means a lot when you when you agree with my my take. So <laughs> uh, that'll do it for us today, guys. If you're watching along on YouTube, let us know in the comments who you think. Um, we've got wrong or if you agree with any of our picks if you think that Cameron Thomas is going to be the next Alan Iverson uh, let us know um, like the video subscribe flick our bell um, so you get all the videos that are coming out this preseason there's lots coming uh, from the ball boys to get you prepped prepared and ready for the fantasy basketball 2021-22 um, if you're listening on iTubes chucks that five stars and we'll see you guys next time laters